Sarah let herself into the house and went up to her room. She opened the trunk at the end of her bed and took out the smart silk waistcoat and the pretty christening gown she had made so many years ago when she had thought that Mason Welbeck would one day be her husband. Sadly, he had gone to serve in the cavalry and had not returned. It had broken her heart, and she knew she would never find a man to replace him. But it did not stop her yearning for a family of her own, though the young men in town never seemed to notice that she was alive. She had watched as so many of them had brought in wives from all over the country, each time getting a little more hurt that they never even knew she was there right under their noses all the time. She sniffed loudly, determined that she would not cry, not this time. She wondered how many years would have to pass before it didn't hurt. She put the things away, carefully wrapping them up and locking the trunk once more. It did no good to dwell upon the past. Would you like some tea? Mama called from downstairs. Sarah wiped her eyes, rubbed her face briskly, and hurried down the stairs to the kitchen. Mama stood by the large pine table, a knife in her hand, hovering over a perfectly risen sponge. I have been waiting all day to hear how it went. It went very well, so you can cut that now, and I would like a very large piece, Sarah said with a grin. Oh, I am so glad, Mama said, deftly slicing the cake and placing a piece on a plate that she then handed to Sarah. I have spoken with Maeve a couple of times in church, and she seems to be such a kind and amusing young woman. She is certainly that, Sarah agreed. She looked me up and down, admired my work, and then set about teaching me how to use her sewing machine. She has a sewing machine? but they cost so much money. I know. She told me she saved up for years. I can see why she did, though. It is so much quicker and more refined. Every stitch is the same. It is quite miraculous. I can see I have lost you, Mama teased. You will never be at home ever again with such a thing available to you. Mama, I will always need cake, Sarah said cheekily her mouth full of the light and fluffy sponge. A seamstress cannot work on air alone. Cake is quite essential, and so you will never be rid of me. Away with you, my girl, Mama said, swatting at her playfully with a newspaper. Sarah took it from her. She took the knife, too, and cut herself another slice of cake and made her way out onto the porch. You'll spoil your supper, Mama warned her. No, I shan't. I am quite famished, and Pops won't be in for at least another hour or two. She settled herself into the rocking chair on the porch and began to read, occasionally looking up to take note of how the sky changed as the sun slowly began to go down. From the bright blue of the day, it began to take on shades of pink and peach, going hazy as the temperature began to drop. She shivered a little and pulled her shawl around her shoulders more tightly. The newspaper did not have much in the way of interest, and so she turned to the matrimonial section. It always amused her to see the descriptions people gave of themselves. She wondered what it must feel like to have to wait patiently for a reply, and if it was difficult to make a choice if you got too many. Today, the very first advertisement made her stop before she had even begun. 
gentleman of Montana seeks a young woman with whom to pursue a correspondence. Ideally, it might lead to marriage, but the subscriber does not expect any young woman to be forced to travel through such dangerous lands to come to him. He is happy to live anywhere, and if you have family, friends, and position that you do not wish to give up, he will come to you. The subscriber enjoys reading and quiet pursuits, works in a bank, and may be said to be a little boring, but likes to hope that he is good and kind and can offer a good life. If this in any way interests you, please address all replies to Box 47, The Texas Star.